Hi guys, this is Sammy Lee Davis, uh, the host of What Makes Me Laugh. Um, I wanted to record this and let you know that what you're about to listen to is just me and my D&D uh, crew pretty much talking about our D&D campaign and our characters. So if you're not really interested in that, it's okay. I'm just kind of giving you a warning. But if you are interested and you want to know what D&D kind of is and what it can be, this is actually a really fun podcast to listen to. Um... It's very real time. I didn't have a lot of time to edit a lot of it. So um, you'll get to see it, man, uh, in all of its glory. So I hope you enjoy. And yeah, so here's what makes me laugh. D&D Campaign Edition. Okay, so we are recording. Um, great. Hi, everybody. This is the podcast, What Makes Me Laugh, where we literally talk about things that make us laugh. I am Sammy Lee Davis, and today I am joined by my D&D group. Please, guys, introduce yourselves. My name is Zach. I play a fighter warlock combo. And yeah. All right, I am Ryan. I am the DM of the group, uh, at least this group. And um, I play with various other groups as well. I play uh, an elephant man called Tommen. Um, I really love him. Okay. Yeah, you guys didn't know about Tommen? No, we don't know about him. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's in my other group. Um, But in this group, I am the DM. I am the master. I control Mm. all. Yes, but if you want to follow me on social media, um, I do do lettering for um, Ramothka. It, that's my that's my internet name. So Ramothka Ooh. at artstation.com, if you can follow me there. Cool. Hey, um, I'm Angela. I play a half-elf fighter named Tath in our D&D group. Great. And I didn't really introduce what my character is, but my character, I play a shifter barbarian. Um, and shifters are basically a, like, they're like, uh, they're like a race that was developed. Not, they're not like one of the OG races, but, uh, they're basically supposed to be like a mix between a human and some other animal. And I chose lions. So she's like a weird, uh, human lion hybrid barbarian. So honestly, the main core of our group, as far as like. (laughs) Roleplay excitability goes. She's absolutely taken over everything. Yeah, yeah. There's Why even times where I'm not anticipating stuff, and then Viviar just starts talking. And all of a sudden, I have to improvise. Like, oh, okay, this is happening now. This is like, a scene now. Rosalind is Rosalind's like kind of the leader of the group, but I think Viviar is taking over the uh, the roleplay aspect of the group. <laughs> I make it like, happen. Anything we do, you can count on Viviar just screwing it up. Not intentionally, <laughs> but she absolutely does. She Player does. Sammy, yes, intentionally. Viviar, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Excuse me. Although we have faced many situations where, and you guys heard me be like, God damn it, this is what Viviar would do. And I know it's going to screw up with all our shit, but this is what she's going to do. 
I'm sorry, everybody. I have no control over this character. You are very true to your character. Exactly. You are playing the character you designated it to be. And that's wonderful. Which I've mentioned to the group multiple times. My character, and I, I said it before we even started our D&D uh, session today, was my character was supposed to be super chill, and that lasted one session. <laughs> super chill is not how I would describe you at all. No. Ever. I have never thought of Viviar as super chill. Even <laughs> remotely chill. You know what? I'll give it that Viviar really did have one session where she's like, oh my gosh, I just want to make an impression on this group. I want to be, I want to seem like I'm super cold to this group that's bad, like, you know, fighting for my honor. And then I would say a session and a half later, all of a sudden Viviar is being vocal and like, Viviar is going to do this. Viviar, that's not what we want to do. Viviar doesn't care. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't. I wasn't around for the first session you appeared in, so all I've ever that's known true. is Viviar, how she is today. You've only known crazy Viviar. You've never known uh, exactly. somewhat low-key Viviar. Exactly. Which, can we just laugh about the relationship between Tap and Viviar? Oh, please. Like, I feel like this session in particular really <laughs> solidified that parent-child relationship. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really think that it started the last session because oh, yeah. Tath mm-hmm. finally had a lecture. Tath had never, which is Angela's character, Tath had never had like an emotional response to anything before. No. And then suddenly uh, one of the NPC characters, Johnny, that Viviar is very attached to, he went missing. <laughs> and Viviar went to go find him. And so then when Viviar went to go back to Tath and report, Tath was furious. Uh-huh. I've never it seen a lecture not. with so much venom in it. Okay, like full disclosure, I had a much longer lecture written out. Like I had thought oh. the night wow. that we had that session, I didn't go to sleep. I think we stopped chatting after a session around 1.30 a.m. Yeah. Um, Sammy, I think you left earlier, but I didn't I did. actually fall asleep until 5 a.m. And I wrote that lecture <laughs> between oh. when we stopped and when oh I fell God. asleep. Oh, my God. And um, I feel... It... No, continue. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't feel like, because it depends on how you react to me, you know, what I say. So it was always going to be situationally dependent. But right. um, yeah, I had, I had a lot to say wow. to you. And you, yeah. and I remember you saying it. And I remember the, the sad, here's the thing is like player Sammy was like, wow, this is a good lecture. Viviar really needs to hear it. But Viviar, the character's like, I'm a little brat and I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really felt like Tad felt like Viviar did not really absorb any of what he said. And I'll be honest, Viviar really didn't, but also did. It's kind of like, it's kind of like as you kind of gather from this character, it's a slow burn with yeah. a lot of stuff for her. Like she yeah. she reacts hostile at first, but then when she thinks about it, she's like, oh, I guess I have a point. I don't know. I don't like being I mean, wrong. And Zach, the player, like, as I was listening to you have your argument, and the fact that Taff called out the fact that Rosalind hasn't had a decent night of sleep since she, you know, almost got eaten by a freaking toad demon. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I apologize. <laughs> Go on. 
I was like, oh man, I feel bad for the fact that I've been playing Roslyn as like traumatized by the fact that she almost died. Mm-hmm. And like, Taz just like, we have a girl who has not slept in days. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should have let Roslyn sleep ever since that incident. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, that wasn't to call you out. Like, I feel that that's really true to your character. And I'm really glad that you are so immersed in your role playing because mm. that's absolutely what would have happened. Like, she wouldn't be sleeping, you know? And that's what I really love about watching you guys interact during the story. <laughs> it's not the things that I throw at you. It's the things that you throw at each other. You know, like, I didn't plan for Rosalind to have PTSD from a frog god. <laughs> I planned for the frog god to almost eat her and then not. That's all I thought of. But no, you guys took it a step farther. And that's what I love about DMing for you guys is that you guys consistently play in character. You really get into who you are. We honestly, it's really funny because if you think about it, guys, like Ryan does not really interact much within our games. <laughs> I feel like 90% of our games are me, Angela, and Sammy all just talking as Rosalind, Tath, and Viviar. Like, yeah. occasionally, yeah, occasionally Ryan will like pitch in, but like normally it's just us. I will say, I really like having Johnny just so then Ryan can also be part of some of these conversations. Cause I mean, I, here's my thing. And we kind of, I kind of established this pretty early on. I am an NPC gatherer. If there is an NPC I can gather and be my friend, it's happening. Oh, we, I think we have realized that between Johnny and the freaking lich that you set free in my one shot. Oh, yeah, low key. Uh, so, so we just kind of like started talking about this. I'm sorry to everybody. Um, we are definitely talking about DD. I think we said that early on. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what Dungeons DD and is, Dungeons and Dragons, I should say the full name. If you don't know what that is, it is definitely a fantasy world role playing game been around for many years you've probably heard that it's like a nerdy thing to do well guess what it is a nerdy thing to do and all fucking nerds are doing it so um but so uh one of our characters tath uh and i was not my character was not here for this but apparently died so we did like a one shot of what happened in the afterlife with this character and zach actually dm'd that session which was really fun so um, that's when we talk about that. That's what was going on. Um, we're for, just so for quick reference. For quick reference, uh-huh. I basically made a campaign where Tath was supposed to become because we've we progressed past the point where Tath died in our game, mm-hmm. and Tath has been resurrected by efforts of the party. But I decided that hey, you know what? Why not? Why not run a game where we explore what happened while Tath was dead in the realm of the afterlife? Just and Tath not? was turned into the uh, champion of the Raven Queen. Mm-hmm. But in the efforts of Tath becoming the champion of the Raven Queen, the group that was with Tath at the time unleashed a freaking lich that then absorbed one of the party members and returned to the af- <laughs> plane as that character. So now there's a lich that is just a regular person not a skeleton, just exploring the world as it is. And it's a direct consequence of Taft's actions. Hey, no, what? 
It was a no. <laughs> it is entirely your fault that this glitch is around. No, it's not. Yes, no, okay, it is Nintarian would have died whether or not I died, and he would have taken the deal with the lich whether or not I was there. Okay, so that is not my fault. It is my duty to kill him, but it's not my fault that he is God. out in the world, okay? Not my fault. Who would have created a character that would essentially eventually become the villain of this story? Like, who would have been crazy enough to do and create a character that would do that kind of shit wow i don't know maybe it was you no what? <laughs> i mean in all fairness as the dm i just put the lich the lich there i never you know planned on you guys actually interacting with the lich because ryan's character uh nasura that saw the lich and then bounced out of the teleportation circle was exactly what i expected to happen but then sammy's character in Therian was just like you know what? I'm gonna go talk with the lich, and then it all just, you know, <laughs> it all fell into place at that point. Lintharian was not gonna not like talk to the lich. I mean, that was gonna happen. I here's here's another thing of I get so deep into these characters that even me is like, what the hell are you doing? Like. I knew talking to the lynch, the, I keep wanting to say lynch, lynch. <laughs> I don't know why I keep wanting to say Same lynch. Same it's because the lintharian lynch. I guess yeah. so, because our, our lynch is now lynch, because it's the lintharian lynch. Lynch, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I definitely, so we, we fought and we defeated the champion of the Raven Queen. And there was a moment where me... As the player was like, no, we're not gonna, we can't kill this dude because that lich is gonna definitely come and suck our soul out. Like, we can't do this. But the character was like, we want power and we made a deal with this lich and we're strong enough to take over the lich. So let's kill this fucking paladin because we hate paladins anyway. That was super in character, I have to say. Like, that was the moment when you blasted both of the Paladin and Tath yeah. with the lightning thing. That was so oh, yeah. amazing. It was well, amazing. And I saved the fourth level spell for just in case. I didn't want to use it unless I needed to. And that was the moment I was like, okay, fourth level lightning bolt now to hopefully kill Tath and this Paladin. <laughs> hopefully kill Tath. Thanks. I mean, honestly... Yeah, Lintharian went traitor in that moment, and nobody noticed. <laughs> until it happened. Until it happened. Uh, and then he got taken over by the Lich, which I was so excited about. I was like, yes! Yes, this is the story I, arc I always wanted him to have! Oh, it was great. I just hope against hope that the Lich <laughs> in real life has some remnant of Lintharian's personality left. In there somewhere that would be so so amazing so good i feel like i mean that's ultimately up to ryan and zach to decide but it would be so funny if there was like little burps of lintharian inside of him it would i mean you say it's up to me and ryan but ultimately considering i was only running the one shot now that lintharian is part of the main campaign i think it's more up to ryan i think it is <laughs> I might consult with Zach, but it is mostly in my hands for what happens to Lantharian at this point. 
I will say it is very egotistical of me to create a character character that is in a one shot that will be part of the main storyline. Well, but you didn't know that though. You I didn't, didn't know, that know it. Happen. But I was so excited about it. As you should be. As would anyone, because now, like, like, look, all of our characters, like, Tath, obviously, was always yeah. going to par be part of the main storyline, but now Lantharian is part of the main storyline in a way, and Nessura is also mm -hmm. kind of part of the main storyline, like, not oh, necessarily, but I could You'll definitely see. Yeah. see that. Oh, thanks. Which thanks. also, if nobody knows, Nessura was the character Ryan played. Yeah, yeah that, that was the one that I, I played while Zach was DMing instead. Yeah. So I actually had to play a character during this time mm -hmm. which um, but that's what i love about one shots is that it gives people a chance to actively dm and take over the story in their own direction mm -hmm. well the rest of us get to play instead yeah it was so perfectly lined up it like, was it was great planning on zach's part it, it was. was and i think so things happened that you didn't even know that they were going to line up perfectly and they did which is weird but good yeah I mean, I think that's kind of the beauty about D&D &D, is somehow your chaos and all of your random thoughts and stuff kind of mold together and work out. And, like, you can't avoid it no matter how hard you try, especially when you're, like, all in tune. And I think... Speaking uh, of chaos... Mm -hmm. Just speaking of chaos, what is our group name, by the way? Fuck. God, we never did we, did we decide on that? I feel like we didn't really officially decide on that. We didn't have. An we official... didn't officially decide on it, but like temporarily, it's called the Fellowship of the Chaos. I mean, as long oh, as yeah. it's not Taps Angels or something weird like that, I guess I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should leave it up to a vote for the podcast listeners. Well, yeah, oh, that's mean? a good idea. Yeah, uh, if you hear this and you have a thought process, uh, one of our names should be either. The options are now. Uh, Taths Angels or uh, what was the other one? I'm sorry. The Chaos uh, one? The Fellowship of the Chaos. The Fellowship of the Chaos or Taths Angels. Um, for all the two listeners that listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> vote now. <laughs> you can also throw in your own. Throw in your own. If you have a better idea for our uh, chaotic group of Hellions, you know what? Let us know. Hey, hey know. two Hellions... One reasonable person. That's true. Tath You're is right. Tath is rather person. reasonable. I am doing my absolute best. It's real hard with Viviar running around. It is though. so hard. <laughs> I, you know, this makes me excited to also like. I do also want to DM a one shot with you guys, because. Oh please do! I'd love. Yeah, that. do it. I, because I've been DMing also, and uh, it's like the the group I'm with who I love, and they're amazing. And I love being their DM. They make me want to pull out my hair and also love them at the same time. But I think that's how it's supposed to go. Uh, but I DM with them. It's my first time DMing and I'm learning so much information and I'm learning so many different things. So I would love to DM a, a one shot with you guys sometime in the future. Near future, I hope. Yeah, I well, haven't been able it. I haven't been able to play with Ryan as a player yet. That's well, true. actually, yeah. Duh, oh, yeah, you I have. have. I just did. <laughs> you just did it. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, but... was a player, but, like, that and... was just, like, that was one instance of it. I, I yeah. don't really have a lot of, like, 
I didn't really think about Nasuria that much, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I got into the game, and I'm like, okay, this is who he's going to be. I started acting his voice, and then I'm like, okay, this is who he's really going to be. Yeah. But, like, I don't have, like, a character like Tommen, who I've been role-playing for the past, like, mm -hmm. year, basically. You know, I really want to mm -hmm. have that experience with you guys sometime. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, check in on Zach. Are you still alive, dude? That's what I figured. I figured he, he passed out. He fell asleep! Oh! oh that's hilarious. We, we have all been drinking at this point. Disclosure. So um, I think Zach is the first one to play pass out <laughs> game. We'll see if he comes back. Um, this is real sad because he really wanted to be on the podcast. I know. Oh. Well, he's in the podcast. Maybe he he'll is. start snoring and be further in the podcast. I hope he wakes back up because um, yeah. we can always like, Zach! <laughs> Zach! He has his headphones on, right? Zach! I don't know. Zach. Maybe they fell off. Mog! Mog! Mog. Mog. He is master of gifts in he our Facebook master, group yeah. because he has excellent gifts. Every oh, single situation he has a gift for. I don't know how he does it. I don't I don't know either. I tried to do the gift game, but I, I'm pretty slow at it. I'm not as good as he is. Um, but uh, so these are my nicknames for everybody right now in the like <laughs> chat. Uh, we have Mog, who is Zach. Then we have Posh, who is Ryan, uh, which is piece of shit. But I'm calling him Posh, even though there's no. Thank H. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, sweet angel baby, so Sab. I was going to start calling Angela Sab. Thank you. Because here's the thing. I love fucking nicknames. I love giving people nicknames. It's my favorite thing in the whole entire world. And I love it when I get nicknames. Hey, you, do, you forgot to mention your own Jimmy Nerdron. Uh, yes, that's you are Jimmy Nerdron. That's a bad nickname. <laughs> no, I think it's excellent. I don't, and I'm not no. just saying that because I'm biased and give it to you. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm sure that's it. You're not biased at all. No, not at all. It's because you came up with the name Jimmy Neutron, <laughs> and Jimmy Neutron's a nerd. What are we? We're nerds. So you're Jimmy Nerdtron. Fine. I think that's excellent. Cool. You started calling me Jimmy Nerdtron. I'm not going to be super happy about it, but I feel like it's going to be- What would you be happy with? I don't know, okay? I'll know when I hear it. Okay, we'll bring- how about that? That's the second vote for everybody who's listening. <laughs> we can come up with Sammy's nickname for My Facebook. My new nickname for Anybody Facebook. pull it in. Well, yeah, all you two listeners, uh, now now four, because uh, th uh, actually five, because Zach, Ryan, and Angela are probably going to listen to this later. Uh, <laughs> You're just assuming I'm going to listen. I am assuming. That's that's. No, I, I, I will listen. I, I hope so. I kind of really... Can I, I, hmm? can I find it on iTunes? Oh, yeah, I'm on iTunes, dude. Oh, cool. Wait, what is your podcast? I don't even know what it's called. It's called yeah, What Makes Me it. Laugh. Oh, okay. Very straightforward. Literally, okay. the podcast is called What Makes Me Laugh. By Sammy Lee Davis, yes. Look it up right now. You can look it up. It's there. It's easy to find, too. It should have like uh, yellow letters on it. Laugh. What makes me laugh? I like that. Yeah, I, like I see yellow it. I see it. Yeah, there was another. Uh, there was another art I was working with uh, that I wasn't super sure about, but I like this one because it, it's 
eye-catching. It looks like a podcast, but it has, like, the hint of, like, the little memes in the background. You had Cassini on this? I did. I had Cassini on it. Oh, I miss Cassini. I miss Cassini. Yeah, that's the only podcast I know that you've done with, uh, Mm -hmm. because she told me about it. Yeah, Yeah. I was on that one. Uh, She was on that. And then also... um, some of my other friends from like college were on it. So this is kind of actually, uh, I mean, I guess Zach went to my college, but he's not like, he wasn't like my friend at Vanguard. So you guys are kind of like my non-college friends, friends. Same, actually. I don't think I have any friends who aren't college friends other than you and Zach and Cassini and Phil. What? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, for those who are listening, Cassini and Phil were part of this group at one point too. So it was it was a really fun time with them. They had Safkelia and um, Kobold named uh, Ulp and oh. a Frogman named Garibus. So yes. those were those were pretty good characters yes. once upon a time. But uh, <laughs> that I miss I miss them. I miss being in the group with them. I am. Um, Honestly, I'm very surprised, like, and I guess I, I didn't think about it, but I'm a strong believer that D&D really brings people together because um, I constantly am messaging Angela, Zach, and Ryan in our little, like, group chat thing. Like, constantly. Yeah. I, okay, full disclosure, I had pretty much given up on Facebook. Like, Ryan knows. He's the one who tells me what happens on Facebook all the time. Yeah, and I I'm, even I'm the one who do that. He's just a really good person and texts me when I need to know something. But ever since, like, we've been chatting in this group chat all the time, I've started actually checking Facebook every day, which is super huge for me because for years, I wouldn't log on to Facebook for months at a time. But because of this D&D group, it's like, yeah, I want to be here and I want to be part of this chat that we oh have going god. on. Yeah. Oh my god. I love it. You know, it's so weird because, like, I feel like I, I this is me taking a big step in the friendship realm. I don't care. It's just kind of like that weird feeling. But you guys kind of feel like my best friends now, if that's weird to say. That's no, that's not weird so at all. great for me to hear. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It totally is. Okay, cause like we went I... to we went to talking like maybe every two months, right? Or not yeah. two months, but two weeks because we were doing D and D. But yeah. now that the group has kind of quelled to us four, it's been every week we've been talking, yeah. and every day we've been talking almost. Also, quarantine has really helped with that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Hey, well, thanks for that, COVID nineteen. Thanks, COVID. You're sometimes not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did talk no, to... No, I've definitely... Hmm? Sorry, I've, I've, I've definitely grown closer with all three of you and yeah. felt that yeah. I've, I've been really close DMing with you guys. Like, I don't feel necessarily like the, the master beyond, like, looking down on you guys. I feel like we are all one friendship group. Yeah. We make this happen I feel every that too. Somehow... Yeah, I... yeah, like, somehow, even though you're the DM and you control everything, it's really like you're part of the party too you know what i mean and maybe it's just because i make you play johnny now but <laughs> that might be part of it that might be I'll part just, of it i definitely get a sense that you take care of us i think that's yeah. a big part of it like being the dm you definitely take care of us and you're thinking about our characters a lot and what's going to happen and stuff like that i try to i really I think... do you do i always you tell 
I always tell Ryan that I think he's too nice to us sometimes. And then right when I say I think you're too nice to us, it's when he's a jerk all of a sudden. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You can't just switch now. I I try to get a balance. You know, there's got to be a karma balance. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I do feel like there's a few times that uh, Viviar gets into situations. And I, I can feel it. The way you, like, ask me to, like, make certain checks. I'm like, he wants me to fail so freaking bad. And then I don't. <laughs> yeah, he only wants you to fail because he's not the one who has to deal with it. It's always <laughs> exactly. me. I'm the one who has to deal with it. That's true. Maybe maybe Tath secretly wants me to fail. Uh, no. I mean, so I don't cause dro- problems. Not like you want me to fail, really, but... You don't want me to pass the checks that are going to make everybody's lives so much harder. Yeah, I, I'm i just desperately trying to find a way to get through to you, you know? Like, I'm not really sure yet. Tath isn't really sure yet how he's going to handle that. Because so yeah. far, whenever he's tried to talk to you, it's gone very poorly. It has. And I don't know why. Because here's the thing. You as a person, I deeply... I'm going to... I... I I want to say love, so I'm going to say it. I deeply love and respect and think you're so great. Um, Thank that you. makes me the same so thing. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> but my character, and I think it's this weird thing, and I don't have it with Rosalind. I don't have it with a lot of other people. But I think the reason my character is so against you is because of the sole fact that you are a man and she does not respect men most of the That's- time. Interesting. You have not brought that up before, and that's not something I've considered. Yeah, it's something I, that I've noticed, but I didn't exactly know. Yeah, and it's I. This is again of like you're so in tuned with your character that you don't even know what's happening. But like, it's like an immediate reaction for me when I'm in this character. I'm like, why am I so mean to Tap? I'm like, that's right because somehow the little piece of me that plays Viviar knows Tath is a man, don't respect the men. Men are weak and useless. See, and even we can take tonight's session as an example of that. You mm-hmm. were being a bitch to Millie, who was the <laughs> halfling like magician, right? But then yeah. immediately when the female orc, half orc, sorry, came over and started wanting to fight with you, you were like, yeah, let's do this. I respect you. And then you immediately went to the human female and you were like, hey, what's up? Let's hang out a little bit. And I yeah. love that. I love that. I could see that in your character happening. Yeah, and oh, backstory for my character. Um, since my character is uh, like part lion, part humanoid kind of thing, um, her whole clan social structure is based around the social structure of lions, which means the women are the hunters and providers and raise the children. And in this society, the men are very few, and they're usually like the clerics or the priests of the world and they're the people that like record the history of their their people and all that stuff so in her world men are not seen as uh as respectable or they're like you know they do the easy jobs they don't do the hard things and since she grew up uh hunting and and doing all that stuff and fighting for the clan and fighting along other women and stuff she just naturally her character naturally views women as better and stronger and men as the weaker gender, basically. 
And that's what's really cool about this too. In D and D, you can explore gender, you can explore mm -hmm. race, and it's mm -hmm. in a fantasy setting where you can really elaborate on that. And we're doing that as a party, just the four of us. We're getting into the social construct problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think this last session, uh, I and I don't even know. Like when it came out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh, it's so true for her." I. Viviar was talking to Tath, and Viviar said, "I'm. It's okay that this is, that because uh, she was doing something weird, and everybody thought she was weird, and she's like, I know everybody thinks I'm weird. I'm just so tired that I have to keep molding myself and how I view society and my social understanding to fit everybody else, but nobody's willing to like." take a step back and understand my situation and how I grew up and be sensitive to that. I have to keep fitting in with everybody else. Nobody's respecting me. Exactly. I'm just and weird. the Plain de Balclar, where Viviar is from, they're not that far away. It's just such a different land that people yeah. aren't respecting that she needs mm -hmm. some help in that situation as well. She's not only needing to conform here. She has her yeah. own identity yeah, and I think that's that's just been so interesting to kind of uh, role play. And I mean, and we all have experienced this with Viviar is her constant struggle of like, I have to conform in order to get what I want, but I hate that I have to conform and I hate that I have to do this. And I hate that I'm the weird one and everybody else is normal and I hate that everything about me is wrong, but everything about them is okay when I don't think it's right. I think that was the moment when she said that for Tath. Um, I think that was the moment where he began to see her kind of differently because he hadn't necessarily considered that before. Because she comes off as so oblivious, he kind of treated her as being completely oblivious and not necessarily... It's not that he'd ever thought about it, but I guess maybe he assumed that she wasn't so in touch with her feelings like that. Like, maybe she hadn't been thinking about things like that. But now, since yeah. they had that conversation, I feel like she, he's going to be able to approach her in a different way. Hopefully, they're able to... Like, they've made up temporarily now, but hopefully they're able to kind of approach that situation differently soon. Because I, I feel like we do need to have that conversation soon. Yeah, and I think the fun thing about Tath and Viviar's relationship is kind of like, do, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely have friends like that, that I'm always button heads with. Mm -hmm. And especially when we first get to know each other, I'm really butting heads because I don't understand them. They don't understand me. And it takes a little time. Um, but there is this like, like Viviar would die for Tath any day of the week no matter what and even though they don't really get along i think it's such a good example of like you guys don't have to be exactly the same or really understand each other to respect and want to help each other out you know what i mean and this party has grown so organically it's not yeah. forced like you would imagine most most parties to be in D, &D where mm -hmm. you have oh this elf over here who's really xenophobic and this this half elf over here who doesn't exactly fit in you know you have this group of people who've come together through hardships mm -hmm. and through just friendship in general 
they're coming together as one party. Yeah. And you know, I like I kind of went off on Johnny this this morning um, or this afternoon uh, <laughs> when we were playing. How he was like really sad that the party might be breaking up. He was drunk, as you know, mm -hmm. he, he probably shouldn't have been, but he was drunk and he was saying like, "Oh shit! Like I can't believe that this group is going to be not what it was once." He's really emulating the effect of everybody in the group wanting to be together. Yeah. Oh. God, I love Johnny. I know I just like grabbed him off the street and made him part of our crew, but man, I love Johnny. You literally all the time. did. I did. Yeah, I have to say, you have some interesting things going on with Johnny. Like, it is, I have to say, very Stockholm y, very <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. I know that Viviar does not see it that way. Maybe Johnny does not see it that way, but I absolutely do. <laughs> I'm sure if And I any, will have no comment on that. i it's oh yeah, and the way <laughs> the way Johnny is so wholeheartedly devoted to Viviar does show us that there is definite Stockholm syndrome going on there. Um but I think I don't think it's okay, but I think it's not as bad because Viviar isn't trying to do it on purpose. She isn't like, I captured this child and I'm going to make him love me now. Yeah, it's just her her signature obliviousness. Yeah. I love she, how that makes it okay, though. It's I, not okay. No. It's not. It, like, outwardly, not okay. We are all going to have to address this issue with Viviar at some point. I'm going to have to address this issue with Viviar at some point. Um, We're going to have to sit down and have a heart-to-heart -heart and I have to tell Viviar, like, hey... So, Johnny, we got to talk about this. I mean, I feel like that could naturally come as Johnny grows older as well, because he is going to come into his own person at some point, I feel yeah. like. Hopefully. So, you well, know, we have a month skip after we're on the boat, so yeah, that's going to be at least a month in time to get through some growth. Who knows what other skips will happen. Well, and I know... Um, I, and I don't always know everything that Viviar is going to do or whatever, but I do know she definitely does not want to make Johnny feel like he's stuck, I guess. Mm -hmm. she and Inevitably, she's made him feel stuck and has developed the Stockholm Syndrome. But, you know, once he stands up for himself and he does his own thing and he wants something, Viviar definitely cares about him. So, yes, it's Stockholm Syndrome, but she isn't going to keep him if she feels like it's best for Johnny to leave. You know what I mean? It's just, like, Taft's worry is that Johnny is going to grow into a person who is solely and completely devoted to Viviar and will not do anything that she doesn't tell him to do. So Fair. it's just kind of up to him whether or not he develops in a positive way or not, because I can see it going in a bad way. Yeah, but I think it's good that Taff is there then, because I think yeah. he really needs a counteracting voice than Viviar's. I mean, Tath is going to try really hard. Johnny is unique in that he's 15 years old, but he doesn't really act like it. Yeah. So, he's definitely younger-minded. Yeah, yeah, so um, it's going to be a challenge. Tath hasn't really interacted with many children before. So. No. And technically, he's not a child. He's an adult in this world. Right, yeah. but we all treat him like a child, and it feels right. Yeah, it does feel right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And see, that's the thing with Johnny is that he was meant to be a throwaway character. He was just meant to be there to to help sweep at the in in Wardle way back when before it burned down. And then all of a sudden, you really latched onto him, Vivier, <laughs> and you made him somebody who could join the party. And so he did. You know, that was something that was completely unscripted. And yeah. you went ahead and made it happen. So now he's part of the party. He's just with you guys. He's you with can't us. Get rid of him. I also made him into a very low level cleric. Yes, yes. Well, okay, now he's a bard. Sort of, you know. Is there a bard? Well, he did that thing. He did that song one. Okay, so so I I I feel okay admitting that he is a bard now. He's a cleric bard. Yes, he's a cleric. Oh my god, Johnny! Yeah, Uh. I I literally came up with a song because because you guys dared me to, but Mm -hmm. I came up with a song that Johnny had to sing in character. In order for us to progress throughout the night, yeah, did you so, did you write that song? Yeah, I did. Oh my god, it was, it was good for right you guys. That is very very really good. good. Very very good. I thought you definitely took it from the internet. No, 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 no. I came up with that because it, there were certain things that I want you guys to pick up on that will relate to the campaign later. Um, but he, he was telling the history of this world that might not have been said otherwise. I am glad that I was smart enough to copy that song because I did feel like it could have been important. Yeah, yeah. Viviar... It will be um, mm-hmm. historical. Oh, Viviar definitely did not pay attention. Viviar just constantly makes Johnny pay attention for her. She got time for that. Like with the old man? Yeah, with the old man, which that I will horrible. talk to him about later. Horrible what an ass- that guy was an asshole. He made us <laughs> carry him, walk him to Magnamar, and then just fucking up and left once we got there. Didn't even help us in the situation with stupid mare lady trying to pull one over on all of us. I really appreciate that old man. Like, I feel like in the last couple of sessions, your characters have become extremely vibrant and mm-hmm. different from each other. And as horrible and awful as that old man was, I really appreciate his existence as a player. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I emu- That's what I try to emulate with um, DMing is coming up with a consistent world that feels like it's a world. You know, yeah. different characters yeah. that you can all interact with. You can choose not to interact with. I don't care if you wanted to say fuck off to the old man. You do it. But you know, you decided to stick with him and you decided to interact with him for mm-hmm. I would say an hour worth of that session. You know? Yeah. yeah. What a waste. <laughs> No, but I feel like it really brought character to the world that way. It did. It, did. it in that session alone, you had the you had the old man, you had Kendra, you had Colin, you had the guard, you had Bert the innkeeper, and you had the captain, you had the drunk man, and you had the freaky lady on the ship. Like oh, there's yeah, so right. many different individual characters who had their own personalities, incredibly distinct. incredibly interesting threw up challenges for us like it was so rich in storytelling and that's what i want for you guys i want you guys to feel like this is a livable world absolutely it is is. yeah i i 
uh, speaking about like just thinking about my other DM group, uh, not DM group, my other Dungeons and Dragons group. I think the one, one that the, you DM for. The one that I DM for. Wow. I'm doing so good at talking right now, <laughs> as I always do on this podcast. If you've listened to the podcast up to this point, you know, sometimes I don't say words in the correct order. Um, <laughs> but that would, that's kind of the hard part I've had. I've had to kind of like do with my other crew who I love. I'm not trying to like be mean or anything, but it's been so hard to kind of like remind them, like you guys are live you're in a real world like i know it's fake but it's also real and it has real life consequences and you know i think that's just a problem with early parties you know yeah. like it's it's hard to get people who are not used to dnd to realizing what the concept of role play is it yeah. was definitely it was awkward for us for a long time i think it was yeah. more than a year and a half ago i remember oh, but yeah. it it was awkward for a while because i think almost all of us were new and we had no idea what the hell we were doing yeah i think zach was the only one who had dm'd before or not dm'd but had role played before in a yeah. setting um yeah. because it was you angela sammy wasn't even with us at this point nope. um it was um it was cassini and phil it was our friend krista and um, it was our friend uh, Hugh also who dropped out pretty early on, but he was still there. Yeah, and we, like, I honestly don't even, I was a very bad player. I did not take notes at that time. Um, so I don't really remember who I even was trying to be, but mm. I remember it was not good. And it didn't help that I was typing. Like, really, you let that go on for so long. You were such a good person, Ryan. That was terrible and horrible. I'm sorry that I did that. Well, I mean, for those who don't know, Angela did not have a mic, so she had to type where everybody else was talking. So we would have pauses during the campaign where it was just waiting for Angela to type because we saw Tath is typing. And so we, it would be an honest anticipation because everything yeah. you say is so loaded because you have to make sure everything that you type is worth the campaign. And exactly. You did I didn't really have much of a chance to roleplay because I would only step in when I felt like I had something really important to say. Mm -hmm. Because, like, why would I waste everybody's time waiting for me to type if it's not even that good? So I didn't... And um, full disclosure, I didn't have a backstory at that time either, so I was really like a shell of a person for, <laughs> like, a year or more. It was that's terrible. Okay. I feel like that's okay because you learn who your character is through that process. I don't think you would have come up with Tass' backstory, which you have now, very solid. I don't think you would have had that if you had, didn't roleplay Tass for a year, figuring out who he was. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have. It was a challenge because, like, he is a person now, and so I couldn't just make the backstory how I wanted it to be. I had to match it up with who he is, and that was extra difficult for me to do. Um... I think I got a good match. I'm not sure. Yeah. We haven't really talked about Tass' backstory yet in the campaign, so Ryan is the only one who knows as a DM, but I th think it's okay at this point, yeah. now that I have a mic going and everything. As DM, I would confirm that. I, I think okay. that Tass is very on track of where he needs to be. Mm. Thank you. I am I am excited. I am excited to learn more about Tath. Uh and just, I, I'm always excited when Viviar and Tath have to go on adventures together. <laughs> yeah. 
Tap does not even know what to do with you. Oh, yeah. He does not know what to do with you. He has, he knows he has to talk to you. He doesn't know how, he doesn't know what he's going to say, because whenever he tries to talk to you, he tried to talk to Roslyn about her issue before, that didn't go well. He tried to talk to you several times, that never goes well. So he's basically just given up. Can he we has be... no idea what to do. Let's be honest, none of us know what to do with Viviar ever. No, none of us do, but I do, I do feel like she's learning. That is, honestly, I feel like she's learning slowly, just being exposed to her surroundings. So mm-hmm. eventually she'll get there, even if we don't talk to her. Yeah, I, she is, she's learning, and I think it's sometimes shocking. I'm like, oh, Viviar learned that thing. Viviar knows not to do that now. That's so weird. And it's yeah. so awesome at the same time to, like grow with this character and see this character grow mm-hmm. but i'm the character i don't know it's a weird thing and how how long exactly has Vivia been with us now it's not been that long no it's uh, been around since january i think right that's when you joined Sam. i mean yeah. in game though oh in game it's in been game, it's less been like than a week <laughs> Wait, what for sure? No, maybe maybe it's been two weeks. It's been I, I two, think it's been two weeks. Two. Yeah. yeah. So like we had we had we we gained Vivier Viviar in Wardle. There was a whole big confrontation with the big bad boss there. Um and we gained Viviar there. Um and then we went to Nybor, right? So that took maybe a few days to get to Nybor, deal with Nybor, finish Nybor, and then we've delved into going to Magnamar. So it's only honestly been a two-week period that we've had VBR in the party. But because you roleplay her so well, she has felt so organic to the campaign. It does. And, like, Tath, honestly, is not 100% on her. I feel like saying that, that sounds wrong, but, like, he knows that she's devoted to the group, and he knows that she will fight for the group, and she will lay down her life for the group, so there's no doubts there as far yeah. as like how committed she is but he's still kind of hesitant like he sees how she interacts with the world i guess that just brings us back to the same thing of having to get her used to being in her new environment but he's still like like rosalind for example is way closer to him than viviar is but there's still that potential for viviar to be that close as well yeah and that's a okay yeah. oh yeah I, here's the thing, is I never want you to feel bad um, for telling my character to stop doing things or be mean to my character or not trust my character entirely because yeah. it is so on brand for Tath to be like that. I do feel bad, though, about pulling out the your emotional argument. Like, as soon as that came out of my mouth, I knew, oh, that... That was not a good idea. <laughs> but that's so realistic. <laughs> Tap would have said that. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Oh, so... Continue. No, I was just going to say, he doesn't know how to handle that kind of thing. Like, he's not really a talker. He tries his best, but when it comes to that sort of thing, he doesn't know how to handle it. And so that's what came out. It wasn't the best, but it was honest. And here's the thing. I mean, we've kind of established that if Viviar wants to take offense to something, she is... And she's not going to let it go anytime soon. Yeah. But that's part of the exasperation as well. Like, we've had this, I guess people are just inconveniences kind of thing going on for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, and now we're, 
we're gonna get this uh i'm just emotional thing going on for a long time we're gonna have two of those and we're not gonna be able to get away from it no vivier holds grudges that she is does vivier is so petty and holds grudges and is, is literally like a 17 year old stuck in a 22 year old's body I mean, to be fair, though, to her credit, she actually has caused and or contributed to um, Tath's current crisis of morality that he is having. I don't know if you're aware that he's having that, but he is having that and she has contributed to that in a significant way. That is cool. I mean, I guess I kind of knew that, but I think it's very interesting because... Actually, I don't know if I really knew that. I don't know if I really saw that. You haven't seen it. I mean, it's not It's not something that he would just come out and say, you know? Yeah. Like, there'd have to be a reason for it. And also, we're kind of focusing on Ronson right now anyway, so he wouldn't True. really take away from that. Um, but he is definitely having that. Um, and, yeah, you are contributing to it, for better or for worse. Well, I, I, when did the barbarian uh, become the most moral person out of the group? Seriously, okay, but to be fair, he has not overlooked the fact that you are moral when it conveniences you and extremely immoral <laughs> other times. That's but I don't true. know. I, as a player, know that, but I don't know if Tath knows that because when you try to drown that guy, Tath didn't notice. And yeah. when you tried to kill that bird, Taft didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's all been off screen. Every it single thing been. that Viviar has done wrong morally has been off screen from the rest <laughs> of the party. Oh my god, it's true. Oh god. Ooh, that's weird. That's weird. That's another weird thing my character does that I didn't notice and is weird. <laughs> she has such a mind of her own. Oh dear god. She does. I'm really interested, like, if I can somehow get Tath to see that kind of double-faced coin right there, like, yeah. how he confronts her about that and how she responds to that, that would be really interesting to see. Because she oh. is not 100% moral all the time. No, and I mean, clearly not. I mean, she is always on the weird line of morality. Um... I don't know. I, yeah, that is weird. I don't know how she's going to address it when it comes up. Because for the most part, she does act pretty moral. But mm -hmm. every once in a while, she does take justice into her own hands. and Which is her own morality there. That's true. And I have to point out, she does it in a very emotionally motivated way. Because <laughs> yeah. every time she's done something immoral, it's because she had felt something extreme, I feel like. That's true. Yeah. She's, and I think, I mean, I guess you kind of can pick up that she is having a harder time than she was before, especially, I don't remember when it was there. There was one point, I think we were still at Nibor or something. Maybe it was the whole Sapphakelia leaving or something, but she's, I, I don't know what it is, but I can like feel it when I, when like she overreacts to things that she is just a ticking time bomb of emotions and feelings and stuff that she doesn't understand. And she's frustrated and angry and okay one second, but not at the next second. And somebody says one thing and it pisses her off and she has to do something about it. I don't know. She really has felt very, uh, 
more chaotic than she was in the past. And I think she's just pissed about a lot of different things. And I feel like almost, sorry, Ryan. That's okay. Um, I am kind of getting the sense that if she does go off, it's going to be Rosalind of all people who's going to have to deal with that. Cause it's not, I, I feel like I could try, but you're not going to let me in to do that for you. Yeah. And we, and like I said, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is the whole, uh, like the thing I, I said earlier about her uh, being frustrated that she has to keep changing everything to fit in mm-hmm. society. And maybe that's it. And she's just constantly hitting that all the time. And it's just making her upset and pissed off. And she's not really handling it very well. It's just understandable because she's young and it's stressful and she's been in really stressful situations. It's not just like a regular traveling thing that she's True. been in. She's been jailbreaks, fires, fighting, kidnapping, all kinds of stuff. That's true. <laughs> yeah, ever since she joined, it's been it's been like constant activity, you know? Yeah. And I think she was kinda hoping Magnamar was gonna be a bit of a like break. And it wasn't. Yeah, we were all hoping that. It immediately wasn't. Ryan. <laughs> hey. Hey. That is on hundred percent my fault, yes. But it's not your fault. Nah, um breaks are boring, you know? You need you need that constant momentum because that's what really drives your character. I know, but there was this like weird thing where I was like, Oh thank God we're at Magnamar, we can just chill out for a little bit. Just need to relax. Oh, the mayor is framing us for shit. Oh, here's Colin. Colin is going to kill a guard. We need to deal with that because we didn't deal with it earlier. Oh, now Rosalind's in jail? Great. Our vacation's out the window. Yeah. I was yeah. half convinced last was session. Was that my fault? Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe not. Was it okay, your but fault? It's your fault. It's your fault that she was, that Tath was not able to talk Rosalind out of jail. I felt like I did an okay job with that. You did. You just didn't roll right. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, I didn't roll right. Is. It's very yeah. mechanic-based. Yeah, I wasn't even bluffing, man. Yeah. No, and nobody. You know, like you. that's that's the part that I feel is difficult for me as a DM is there's all these rules for Dungeons and Dragons. We're playing Fifth Edition right now, so there's mm-hmm. things that I need to follow. But there's also things that I want to break so hard just to make the story be more cohesive. But mm-hmm. I want to be fair to you guys at the same time. I don't want to make it an unfair narrative. I want right. it to be real. And the mechanics help with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I, I understand that as also being a DM. There's like certain situations where it's like, mm, you rolled so bad and I wish you didn't. Because now I gotta punish you. Yeah, and it feels so bad, but you can't do that as the DM. You are objective because it's mm-hmm. just the statistics. Did you feel bad when Tath rolled a nat one on that attack roll and he hit himself in the chest and almost died? Yes. Did you feel bad about that? Okay, thank <laughs> you. Yes, I did. I thank did not you. anticipate that happening, and I was like, oh shit, I am so sorry, but this is what's happening. This is... This is what you get when you roll on that one. Sucks to suck. 
I mean, to yeah, be fair, you did have a good excuse. I mean, that's why, like, that's why Rosalind got arrested. She rolled a nat one. I couldn't yeah. do anything about it. Why? I had to come up with a reason that would be punishing. Why did our dare have to be the first nat 20 you get is a nat one? Why couldn't it have been the first nat one you get is a nat 20? Wouldn't uh, that have been better? I was, <laughs> why didn't no we fun. think of that? That's no fun. Not at all. Because so, okay, we're we excited. True. Can we go over what the dares were exactly for... So we, we we took a minute to just say, hey, we're going to dare each other what's going to happen in the next campaign. Um, yeah. The song was one of them for me. I had to sing. I had to come up with a song yes. for a character, and I did that with Johnny. So what yes. were some of the other ones? Uh, well, I dared Zach for his character the first... Um, Nat 20 he gets once like once we reach Magnamar, then on the first Nat 20 he gets from Magnamar on becomes an immediate Nat 1. And did we get to that point yet? Has he actually come up with a Nat 20? <laughs> no. He has not rolled any Nat 20s. Nope. <laughs> and so he, he will consistently be holding this dare until he does. Exactly. Yes. So what I'm seeing here is that I have to challenge Rosalind to spar a lot until she rolls a nat 20 and then we're safe. Oh, that's cheating. Well, <laughs> you might be safe, but Rosalind won't be. If she rolls a nat 1 while sparring, who knows what will happen? She exactly. might break her neck. She oh. can break her neck. Okay. And that's the power of the DM. That's, that's <laughs> wow. true. It's very okay. true. I think Low the... key. Oh, no, continue. No, I was just going to say, um, I think the only other dare we had was that Tath had a flirt with somebody. Yes. Oh, it wasn't only flirt. It wasn't only flirt. No, it was absolutely only flirt, but somehow it has snowballed into <laughs> get laid, which is not my fault. That is Viviar and Roslyn both. That is their doing. They have somehow mentally, like, psychically convened and decided that Tath must get laid. Must get laid. <laughs> because it must be happen. It must happen. I mean, happen. to be fair, since you guys started doing that, he started considering it and being like, yeah, actually, I kind of do need to get laid, but he's not going to admit that to you. <laughs> oh. Oh. And he doesn't have a chance to. I mean, they're on the boat now. I don't they know. They are on the boat. So I've gotten to the berserk point where I'm setting the characters off onto a boat, and it's going to be 17 months of just nothing. 17? No, it's one what? and a half. Okay, as far as you know, Angela. Oh right, I forgot. Oh, We're gonna get shipwrecked at some point. Fuck. Oh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the shipwreck story to you, but okay, there will you. be some surprises along the way that I'm excited. Of course, I would expect nothing less from you. Uh, oh, thank you. Tall lady, Viviar's got to get that. Okay. Yeah, Tall she lady. does have to. Please, safe Tath. Get it I, and safe Tath. I will. I will get that if it's the last Please. thing I do. <laughs> there's um, you know oh what were you gonna say no, no, no continue no no continue. i just i'm just constantly trying to get my character laid because that's how she rules yeah she would do that you Rosa did can't do you that. got you got viv to lay vivr so that I was know. that was one yeah but that wasn't a big success that was it was mediocre Exactly, and that's not how Viviar likes to leave 
sexual counters. She likes to leave them satisfied and happy, and she knew she didn't deal with that elf. Hey, better luck next time, right? The more you bag, the more likely it is that you're gonna roll it's high true. for that. It's true. Did you just say the more you bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The more you bag. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. We have not encountered that elf lady. I'm assuming that's who she is on the ship. Yeah, there is an elf yes. that's going to be introduced on the ship. Yep. Um, but he's going to do his darndest to shove that freaky Amazon woman off onto Viviar and not him. <laughs> but let's talk about the one relationship we all actually want, and we all are doing the crossplane Okay, well, we've established that Zach, myself, and Sammy are shipping that. Ryan? I can't say. I am, I am impartial yeah. to this. He's impartial. But, right, but yeah. Zach, Angela, and Sammy down. We ship it. We do ship it. Angela has shipped that for a considerable amount of time, actually. Really? Yes, really. Like, kind of. Not full on, but kind of. Like, a little bit. Well, I've definitely <laughs> thought about it, but I was like, yeah. no, no, that's not going to happen. She's married. The yeah, honestly, too, I, mean... I didn't think this would happen until this campaign, until this session today. Mm -hmm. I, Tath is, he's not going to do that. Like, he's not going to do anything while Roslyn is still married. Maybe they'll have a really honest conversation about it. I can see that happening if it gets to that point. But he's, he's not a homewrecker. Like, he's not going to allow Roslyn to cheat on her husband with him no matter what her feelings towards her husband are at that point, because we are on a revenge mission to go rescue her husband, and he doesn't want to screw that up. Yeah, by the way, that's the whole point of this campaign. Yeah, right? that is it's the point. help Rosalind <laughs> sanctify her marriage. Seriously. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, it, we're not exactly accomplishing that yet. <laughs> it was really interesting to discover that Rosalind has spent less time with her husband than she has with Tath, and they have only been adventuring together for two, two, three months, right? Yeah, but you know the the marriage between Cornelius and Rosalind, it, it hasn't been that long before things went to shit. And I don't want to say too much because that's Rosalind's place, that's Zach's place to say. But yeah. there's a lot of history there that was very rushed. I'm excited, and when. When Zach slash Rosalind had said, you know, Cornelius had taught Rosalind everything, like to, I believe he said to read, to write, you know, to do everything, then that kind of like raised my suspicion a little bit. Like I was like, wow, that's kind of like he's 10 years or more older than her and mm -hmm. he's taught her everything she knows and they're married already. Like that's interesting like i'm not saying it's bad yet because i don't really know enough about the situation to say that but it's certainly something i noticed yes and uh, guys how is this like kind of a like a perfect movie <laughs> like you know what i mean like this is such a good like movie plot line to be happening oh this nice. is only the b story you guys aren't even near the A story there. Oh my god. Like... I am glad to hear that. I am very glad to hear that. 
No, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride figuring out all your backstories, figuring out how it relates to all the campaign in a total sense. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. This is exciting because I'm already excited for every session we run into. <laughs> Same. Um, I... Sammy, have we like so Roslyn's backstory is obviously cloaked in secrecy. Yes. Um, and Tass is kind of as well, though not intentionally, just because we haven't had time to focus on it. But what about, like, I feel like Viviar has been very open. Is there anything we don't really know? Like, um, we're going to be surprised by? I think what you'll be surprised by is about the same thing that she'll be surprised by. Is she... The thing about her backstory is... A wizard came to her town and killed her mom for a gem that now, uh, or a crystal, I, I don't remember. It's like, a, I guess it's a crystal because it's more rockish. Um, a rock that belonged, that was like gifted to her clan from their god Leo. And it's around her neck is like a safekeeping. But a mm -hmm. wizard came by and tried to steal that from her clan, and that's how her mom died. And. That's kind of part of the reason Viviar is on this adventure at all is to kind of figure out, okay, why is this rock so special? What's going on? Why did some goddamn wizard just show up randomly and kill my mom for it? You mm -hmm. know? So, so, what was that? Well, I was just going to say, so there's no, like, that's pretty much it right like we know because you've said that before in our campaign so we kind yeah. of know where you are where you've come from what you're like there's nothing that yeah there is i think there's some intricacies about her growing up and uh i mean like one of the big things with her whole social structure is her father is her father but her father is the father of many different people in her clan mm -hmm. it's not just her and actually, her uh, her youngest sibling is a boy. Uh, she has, like, a little brother that's, like, five years old or something. And is kind of, like, the first boy in a while. So he's kind of getting pampered and whatnot. And uh, she's got tons of sisters and her mom and stuff like that. I mean, there's different, like, secretive stuff about kind of the way she grew up, how she views her father, how she kind of views people, um, that I don't think has really been explored because nobody's really asked and nobody's really uh, kind of asked more about the way she grew up or what people are mm -hmm. like or stuff like that. Um, so I'm sure there's like some secret stuff, but she's pretty straightforward with that because that's all she knows and that's her mission. And as you can probably gather, Viviar is not a super deep thinker, intense, uh, smart person. So she saw a problem, she saw that she could fix it, and that's what she's doing. Yeah, I kind of gathered that, like, she doesn't really seem like the secretive type, so Tath isn't really expecting anything mind-blowing or, you know, plot-twisting coming from her background. He knows what he knows, and he can trust that that's all that it is yeah and i think it will be interesting because here's here's the thing is when i create this character i wanted her to have a goal and a set 
uh, life and, and backstory and everything. But I wanted what would become of her mission to kind of be left up to Ryan to some degree. Oh, that, of course. Like, here's what happened to her. It's kind of vague. You fill in the pieces when you feel like is best and fits the story. Cause I kind of want, I kind of want to also be surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I feel like we've all done that because you just yeah. said that you did that and Rosalind clearly has done that and I've done that as well. Like, I only know what Tath knows and Tath does not know even, you know, a half, a third of what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, Ryan, you have a lot of uh, possibilities, a lot of flexibility. Yeah. But that's what I love because you guys all consistently have given me this backstory of who you are who your characters are, where they've come from, what relations they have. And I have this whole playground of toys to just work <laughs> with, to make into my own story and to give it back to you guys, you know? Toys to destroy us with. Oh yeah, no, I plan to destroy each and every awesome. one of you. Guys. Yes, Fantastic. except um, I'm going to be playable, right? Sure, we'll say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> die. I you already died once, okay? Again, so, again, I'm not going to die again. I want you to destroy him, but as long as I'm playable, I'll be happy. That is up to the dice. God damn it. <laughs> Don't worry, I will protect you. Thank you. I... I'm not, not going to do something as stupid as jumping into a black hole again. No, but why still, would you, you do that know. the first time? Because nothing was working and all of the lizards were multiplying around us and we couldn't get out of the room, so I had to try something. So I jumped Most in. <laughs> that was a mistake. I feel like It was it's a moments... mistake, but it worked out really well. Yeah. I think it's moments like that is definitely when uh, VR seemed smart. It's like, wait, why is that the solution to the problem? Yeah, you do that have that smart. Right. You do have yeah. those smarts sometimes. Yeah, she's yeah. street smart. She understands <laughs> what it means to be illogical in a situation that doesn't involve textbooks. Yeah. She is very street smart. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We find out and that's so fun much. because she, she hasn't been on the streets, but she just inherently knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she just knows things. I would say it's because of all the years she's been hunting and fighting that she kind of developed that whole thing mm -hmm. has not been on the actual streets but you know she's just figuring yeah, clearly out. clearly yeah. she's not been on actual streets because she's so confused by this pavement <laughs> why is there rocks <laughs> on the road <laughs> that was a definite thing i thought about when we like got to magnamar that viviar has because when we got to magnamar we had to deal with the fact that Rosalind was in jail so Viviar didn't yeah. really get to think, like, really think much about, like, whoa, this is weird, that's weird, I've never seen that before. Yeah, absolutely, that's been on the forefront of Tath's mind, absolutely, the entire time, is Rosalind's yeah. in jail and we have to do something about it. Yeah. And now Rosalind's out of jail, but now we're on a boat. Now we're on a boat. Now you're that, on a boat. That Viviar knows so much about. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You are going to give us that tour, Viviar. Yeah, definitely. Super, super excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. 
I'm super stoked that Taff gets to be a cook for a while. Like, that is all he wants. Yeah, like, he'll it, get it. He'll it really makes him happy. Cook. It makes him happy. You just want to be a cook? Viviar <laughs> is definitely going to think that's lame. Well, she can think that. That's fine. That's but he, he has um, daydreamed and fantasized about that for many, many years. Viviar is going to be so impressed with your cooking and be like, wow, this is really good. How'd you get this good? Well, then she's welcome to ask, and he will tell. It's not that interesting of a story, but Then she'll be there. like, ha, nerd. Okay, but you do not dare touch my sourdough starter. Okay? Do not mess <laughs> with our, my kitchen. Maybe <laughs> our will touch your sourdough starter, not no. knowing what it is. <laughs> He will be gonna eat it. Of trouble. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> He's gonna eat your sourdough starter. It's not gonna <laughs> taste that good. No, it's not gonna taste good. She's gonna spit it like... out and throw it out the window. Yeah. Like, what is this crap? Come on, Tath, you can do better. Dear god. I'm gonna have to sleep in the kitchen just to protect all my food. <laughs> Probably. Uh, which you know makes me think if I did a one shot what kind of one shot would you guys want what kind of one shot would you want to host that's yeah. the thing you anything. gotta be excited about it I'm excited Zach about was anything. super stark he was just super stark to actually host something in the realm of the dead you know and so yeah. it worked out really efficiently because he, he knew where he wanted to go with it. He knew where he wanted to end it with it. And even then, you guys as as characters, and me too included, we consistently like led up to an ending that was beyond his recognition even. It and was that really played into it. Beautiful. And I know I had just said on the Facebook chat the other day, I'd said oh, it worked out perfectly. And then he's like, what do you mean? And I said, I won't tell you why. But um, now that he's not here... <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> Um, Poor guy. Because I believe being the champion of the Raven Queen is, is very paladin e, correct? Um, I won't that? say. You won't say, okay. Say. But that is my impression, that it seems very paladin e to me. And so I was looking at the, um, the paladin... Uh, I looked at paladins online for D&D 5e, and there was like this quick tip there for like if you want a quick build for a paladin this is how your character sheet should be and how they recommended you build your character sheet is how my character sheet already is mm. and I was like that is weird that is and weird. I hate it but it's so wow. perfect like oh I don't want to be a paladin but I'm built for it clearly and again maybe Ryan I'm, I don't need to be a paladin but I've built myself for it Maybe. I don't know, I can't say. Yeah. Be a paladin, man. I don't want to be we a paladin. We need it. I, clearly, my personality and my character sheet are all, you know, very paladin. pointed towards that, but I don't want to be I a mean, paladin. Now thinking about it, it's weird that you're just a fighter. He's not, but he's not super moral like that, you know? Like, Compared to you and compared to Roslyn, I think that he is the one who is trying to be the most lawful. Um, 
the least troublemaking, but he's not... He doesn't feel himself, like, he doesn't feel like he is necessarily a good person. And, just you know, honestly, I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna throw it out there, most paladins feel that way. They do. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say it, but Ryan said it, so... Oh, my God. You're a paladin. You're born to be a paladin. Sorry. He's... He's gonna resist it as much as he can. He's gonna resist it, but then Viviar is gonna almost fucking die, and we're gonna really need a paladin in that moment. Yeah. Mm. And that's where Johnny comes in. That's where Johnny yeah. comes in. At least there's that. Like I don't have that pressure of becoming a healer because we do have Johnny. Yeah, that's that's what I really wanted Johnny to transform into was the safe house for if you guys were gonna be kind of stupid and go run up against a dragon. He could actually yeah. heal you. Well, and that's why I keep making Johnny heal me, because I want to, like, get him better at it. Mm -hmm. So maybe he can heal us for more next time. You know? Kind of help him Yeah, out. no, he needs that, he needs that experience for it. Mm -hmm. So I keep, I keep doing that. I don't know, you know, I can do any one shot. I just like, here's my thing. I just like DMing because Dungeons and Dragons encompasses everything I love about creativity. It's improv, it's acting, it's storytelling. It's a little bit of gambling if you think about it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I love getting into character and voice acting for you guys, even though I know I'm terrible at voice acting. I like to matter. try and emulate it. It doesn't matter. That's the point of it. It doesn't matter. You're just having fun with it. Who cares if I'm cares? consistent between this character and this character? As long as you guys are having fun with it, that's all I care about. I mean, we did a little, like, we did a little session for a project I'm working on. And, I mean, my voices were like, meh. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter yeah you know as long as you get the idea across that's all that really that all that's all that really cares about it yeah that's all that really cares about it <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say that all words that's all hard. that really matters words are really hard especially when we're this far in and it's this late at night it's yeah, almost it's 12 o'clock one o'clock over at sam's yeah well, this was fun. Um, I should probably wrap it up now because I gotta go to sleep. We all gotta go to sleep. Okay. But we could probably do another of this again. Um, maybe have Zach in for a little bit longer. Next yeah, time. we need more of Zach's input. I, fe I feel yeah. like he, he drifted off, and that's fine, but we need him back in because he has we a do. lot to say about this kind of stuff. He's got a lot to say about things. So I'll see what becomes of this. Um, maybe we'll just do another recording another time. I really like this. This was fun. Um, it was. Well, guys, this has been the podcast, What Makes Me Laugh. I sure as hell hope we made you laugh today. Um, I think we should all sign off in character voices, except for we don't have Zach. Uh, but that means Ryan has to do Johnny. Okay, I guess I have to do Johnny. You do have to do Johnny, because I feel like everybody needs to hear this. 
Okay. Okay. Hey, this is Viviar Lions signing off for all of you. Thank you. Please visit the plains of Balclar because it's awesome. Um, Taff, goodbye. <laughs> that was excellent. That was great. Uh, okay, this is Johnny signing off now. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, so good. <laughs> Bye, guys.